Hey everybody and welcome to episode 64, the Ultra Nintendo episode, even though we're probably not going to talk about Nintendo, just realized, <laughs> podcast 64. Uh, joining us uh, this week, <laughs> Ultra 64, joining us this week we got Rich, Death Monkey, XL Gaming. How are you doing today, dude? Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me. How's everybody doing? How are you guys doing? Dude, honestly, Texas. dude, I like being good, in Texas, man. man. The weather's good. Last week was hell because we had nothing but like just cold rainy days and i'm trapped with four like toddler you know five and under kids so it was it was really loud I, 90 today uh, yeah oh and i was like well Hot that's yesterday. i'm gonna go turn on the sprinkler system you know like that's a huge win in my book uh so we're doing good dude lots of games to play playing a lot of games right now during this entire like social distancing aspect so I'm really thrilled. Chris uh, posted yesterday over on sh about Shadowlands and obviously 14 patch uh, 2.25 with the Relic. Week. And it's it's a big week, man. It's always exciting when we get Final Fantasy 14 news and information on that. So that's really what this show is going to be about. We're going to be forecasting 2020 in terms of Ashes of Creation, New World, Blue Protocol, Shadowlands, Final Fantasy 14. If there's a, another massive MMO out there, we'll be sure to mention it. Also, we're still waiting for PC news for Fantasy Star Online 2. So uh, that's going to be what we're going to be talking about here. I have to go a little bit offline because for some reason, uh, the computer's giving me some, some issues. So I've closed down like everything just to focus here on the stream itself. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and say... Um, guys, if you aren't following Death Monkey XL, be sure to check out his channel. We'll include his links in the description below. You just posted on Ashes of Creation. Uh, we've been, uh, you know, you've been a part of this community for a long time. So you're coming up on 100 subscribers. I Hopefully oh, this gosh. can help push you over <laughs> it. If you're new here, or uh, guys, be sure to check out the podcast here on its own special YouTube channel, the Casually Hardcore Podcast channel, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and more. Chris, what do we need to know? Who do we need to thank for this show? Uh, well, last week was Nightmare Gaming, and uh, that was the move over from all of our podcasts being here on Casually Hardcore Podcast as its own YouTube channel. Uh, so you can ring that bell separately for the podcast, uh, then you then having it on the YouTube channel. That was always kind of the plan once this channel got big enough. So thank you guys for hitting subscribe over here. And then uh, I'm sure everybody has heard ad revenue okay. kind of plummets on YouTube around this time. There are people struggling with way bigger issues, but I do want to say a huge thanks to all of our members here on YouTube. Uh, and our most, we, we got just a couple here, Armand, Philip, Cody, Tyler, and Zaji. Uh, I've been trying to put them at the beginnings of my videos. There's a bunch of you now. Yeah. Uh, you can do it for as little as a dollar. And it's, it's just, it's an immense help. And it's an immense, like, just knowing that, hey, it's what pays for our premiere subscriptions and things like that to stay on so we can keep putting out videos. We really appreciate it. On that note, like, I'm totally stealing that entire, like, what I saw you do that. I was like, that's genius. Uh, especially as a way right to say things. So e either send me the, the written text or I'll go out and type that out. Cause I was like, that's perfect. I was like, I'm right? just going to type them one at a time. How many can there be? It's a lot. Yeah. So we were really not a very fast typer. <laughs> <laughs> I was making fun of them guys. Like, like totally behind the scenes. I was like, are you, are you one of those like little chicken peckers? No, I'm not a like, hen pecker. <laughs> I, I have to glance at it. Like if I don't look at the keyboard once every couple seconds, it's going to disappear. Uh, I need to be aware of it. I don't have to look at it for like individual characters, but I do constantly kind of like look up, look down. 
So as we jump into the show, I do want to say that uh, like I love talking with Rich. Like we don't necessarily always agree like eye to eye, or we have we come from different perspectives about games. But he honestly, I think, makes really good arguments. He's really like I just I always liked his thought process and how he explained things, so that we could always have some really good uh, conversations. That's one of the reasons why we're talking to him. Like I think even back in January, we're like trying to figure out a way to get <laughs> uh, get you on the show because obviously like you're like you work and you're going back to work. I think next week, which is great but you have a different kind of schedule itself um so that's to may what's up it's back to may now they pushed you back to may okay well (laughs) hopefully uh that means you can make more youtube videos that i I can watch so you caught me up on ashes of creation so i think i know you at least decently well you know we've had lots of conversations but take a moment and introduce yourself to those who might not uh, have seen your videos might not know your channel um just yeah what do you like to play what are you currently playing um i'm gonna give you the, the floor and then we're just we got a lot to talk about so we'll just dive in oh well, you know i'm death monkey xl as you already saw i like to play like everything pretty much uh, my channel just kind of focuses on just gaming in general just more of the the exciting things of it the positive things positive news and not so much of everything that's going wrong in the gaming industry i think there's enough of that so <laughs> yeah, i like to keep the excited stuff so what gets you started actually with content creation though like what what like caused you to say all right i'm going to post a, a video and then continue to post because you've been posting for a while now well i actually had another channel that i posted on a long time ago and uh before youtube changed before to where it is now where they tell you what you need to do to get qualified to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started this a while back, but I didn't really post to it. So I just decided after seeing so many of the negative videos, I was just like, skip it. I'm just gonna go ahead and make videos on exciting news and exciting things about games. And hopefully people will jump onto that instead of latching on to all this negative stuff that keeps getting pushed out. Cause there are bad stuff that happens in the news world, but there's also like good stuff, but nobody ever really talks about that as much. Like nobody talks about the amounts that the, the game companies donate to charities or anything. They just talk about the bad things that's on Reddit. So just thought I'd try to mix it up a little bit. Hey, you know what? It's That's one of the ways that you make a mark is differentiate yourself from what is already out there. And so, yeah, thank you. I always appreciate your videos because they're short, sweet, and to the point. So it's always like, hey, if you want the facts, like it's always really great to see. Uh, and honestly, I thought your your Ashes of Creation video that I watched just recently uh, last week when you posted the summary of their live stream I was like, great. Now I know. Now I can continue to be excited. <laughs> so, Chris, um, you just put out obviously 5.25 news. We've had the relic. I want to start with some Final Fantasy uh, you know, conversation. And so for uh, I want to get your impressions of uh, 5.25 so far, uh, all the things I keep hearing about the update are just people are really loving how narrative and story driven everything is. And I'm curious as you uh, going from the story skipper to the actual, like somebody who's really into the story, what what did you think about it overall? Uh, I mean, so the, the patch is gonna have a really mixed response um, just in general, because much like at the beginning of Ishgard, where they basically removed all barriers to entry and just said, hey, if you want to come craft and gather, we're going to make this so easy that you are actually gaining levels just for thinking about doing it. Good for you. And like they made it so simple. And so they're doing that with the relic. I think they found that Eureka came out last time and step one was only a barrier to entry. There was very little reward. It was just all barrier. And there are some people that thrived in that, but it put a lot of people off of the relic grind. And then when we got later in and there was this really cool system and there was Baldi and Arsenal and all that, there are all these people that are like, oh, but I didn't 
I didn't do any of this. And they were so far behind. So they've made it so easy to get into. Um, you really just go play a little side story for a while. And then they just kind of hand it to you. And other relics are going to be like, it's like, I think it's a thousand poetics each. So it's, it's not a big deal. Um, I really enjoyed the story. Uh, I wish the Skysteel tool one had been a little more involved, um, a little more kind of tied in with other things we've done. Um, but the, the resistance weapon was awesome. Uh, as somebody who didn't really latch on to the story for Stormblood, um, obviously I think there was some tie-ins to things that aren't going to make 100% sense to me. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I laughed a few times. I was hit kind of in the chest a few times. It's, Cried a few times. <laughs> it's, uh, it's good. I wish I had more time to play. I am still working full time right now um, as, as contract labor. So it was a long day yesterday to put out three videos and work a full day. So I really haven't had a chance to spend as much time with 5.25 as I would hope. Um, but I think that it'll be enough to hold me over till 5.3, assuming I'm still playing other things. So, Rich, how about you? Have you uh, played around with the 5.25 update yet with Final Fantasy I have, 14? I have I have not. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I had to catch up on most of those Stormblood raids because I haven't done them. Oh, like really long. so you got, you got caught by that. So we had a, somebody yeah. like Baron is our community, and I was playing uh, Fantasy Star, and I hit the desk, Fantasy Star, and he's like, like what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm running uh, you know, the monastery. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, Did you get that as a part of a roulette? No, no, I need to do this so I can be <laughs> yeah, ready for tomorrow. And, and for me, I'm like, that's such a great raid. I'm so glad there's some kind of connection to it. So you got caught by <laughs> yeah. it's well, and that's kind of I go. need to do it early, but I just forgot. <laughs> Did you one shot every boss since they had the echo on there? No, um, we got caught up in <laughs> the what's the name, Rafalos, Rafalos, whatever his name is, the horse dude that yes, you gotta activate the. Um, the portals so you can see the aoe mm -hmm. i think that took us out that took us out once or twice the last phase of the last boss got a little yeah. nasty um back when it was new i imagine that's going to wipe a lot of people who don't remember it's basically a compilation of every mechanic we saw during kind of stormblood raids and it's like here let's just do it but if it's been if you did the first two raids and you just missed orbone then like you don't remember any of those mechanics and <laughs> right. so for them to just start showing up and there's water spouts everywhere it's just chaos <laughs> uh so good luck on obviously getting caught up through uh through that raid series i think it's one of the best raid series and honestly when mioni put out his video talking about like the cheese method and how pretty much that's driving everybody just into the 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 original arr you know like uh crystal tower raids for me, sometimes I was like, those are fast, efficient, and very XP generous. I'm wondering if this starts to help try to push people into uh, some of the later raids itself. Obviously, there's going to be a point of it. The other cool thing about it is that they reward poetics. So when it comes down to it, I love that as a part of the relic system right now, that uh, that older content currency has some an elevated value. I, I think for the longest time... I've ended up, because I've got everything above 60, etc. I've always just kind of sat on 2,000 tomes. It's like, yeah, I could go buy stuff and put it in the market, but I really don't need the money. And it's like, okay, do I really want to do that? And depending on the day, like, would be, yeah, like, I might as well do that. Uh, but it's, I always like when it's like, you can sit here and you can take the entirety, the whole of what 14 is and deliver on that and say, hey, anything you do is is contributing now maybe to some of these goals, etc. Um, is there, so as far as it goes, because we're at the half patch, 
Uh, 5-3 last week, we talked about delays. You know, the, the chance that 5-3 could get delayed, obviously, with social distancing, Japan, and obviously the worldwide crisis that's going on right now. Uh, are, is there anything, any specific patch that you're particularly excited about, Rich, uh, when it comes to 14 uh, over the course of 2020, which we would get 5-3 and 5-4? Is there something that you're just sitting here going like, man, I would love it if uh, if it either got ninja dropped into, into the patch, a limited job? Like, I really want to get your thoughts about Man, like what you're looking for. I don't even know what to expect in this expansion anymore. It's, so. <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of fun. It, we, we've complained so long about like, it's so predictable. Oh, here's what they're going to do. <laughs> oh, by the way, no uh, deep dungeon, by the way, we're going to change this up. Like, I guess oh. I'm kind of excited to see what the Ishgard restoration is going to look like when it's done. Cause I'm seeing the progress go come along and it's a lot more steps in this one than it was in the last one. So it's so huge. I didn't expect it to be as big as it was as you run back into it and it's like something over here to the right. I'm like, this is a huge place. It's exciting they used an old city to do it as opposed to like, oh, the Ishgard restoration is actually restoring Ishgard in the first right. where like, I would be afraid it was going to die at the end of this expansion. This tells me like, what if there's something in Ishgard next expansion? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, what if next expansion ties into Ishgard so we continue to use the same city because every... MMO generates this new city for every expansion. It just keeps tossing you in the new city, new city, new city. And it's like, well, what if we had this more living city where like, if the city changed, that made sense. Like, of course, Ishgard's gonna change because if between expansions, we say, hey, kind of time passed, different vendors have appeared, different areas have appeared. Um, it can be a growing living thing that we can build on. I, I don't know, I think it's awesome. Uh, that too, and uh, I think one of Mr. Happy's videos, he was saying that he they think the uh, dude at the end of the credits of the last expansion storyline was Asahi. So if that's the case, that would be interesting also. So that'd I don't know what they're gonna like, do. That'd be kind of crazy if they brought him back because it's like uh, I didn't like I didn't like him. I didn't like nobody his, liked him. I, I didn't like his I didn't like his arc. I you know my like I, you've heard me say it numerous times. I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but I I, I get why they do it. But I always hate when it's like. And they do this in TV in Hollywood. So like there was a there was a point in uh, the the series twenty four where like this one character acting perfectly normal, and then later it's revealed that they're actually like a, a secret spy. And then every clip, every time it shows that character at, from that point on, they're all looking sinister. As a like, <laughs> why would you be sitting here like looking sin? Like it's like okay, there it's it's for it's just reminding the audience that might not have the like oh we don't believe the audience has the attention span to remember that this person's a bad person and so the same thing with the side like he's coming off all as the emissary and we're gonna get this fixed we're gonna do this prisoner exchange and then it's like oh by the way I am <laughs> evil and it's like son of a gun dude like we know you're bad. Like just continue to act like you're not bad, and thus when that when that twist happens, it has a little bit stronger of a of a knife in the back when he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, summoning." Uh, I know you're gonna wait until five point three to do yeah. the five point two five relic mm -hmm. stuff, Brian, but I think you're really gonna like the story. I'm uh, very like much looking forward to it. My plan is to come back hard, like probably about two weeks prior to the five three when we have a date. And then just kind of really consume it and be excited about it. I've always, for those who don't know, I'm currently taking uh, my first real like like mindful break since the for ten, ten years of this game, uh, namely because I've always had the theory. Just like Rich's channel is just talking about positive. Like I'm not going to hate the game. Like I, and that goes with any game. Like it's 
it these are games that are meant to be enjoyed and i think when you marry some of this like the, the persistent games like yeah oh maybe something doesn't go your way i, I refuse to let like my love of the uh, final fantasy 14 like be anything but so it's like you know what i don't want to play i want to play fantasy star online too like that and i was playing with chris and he's like i don't like i don't get it like i was like dude like i don't get it yet right right like you can't judge any game that early i made it to like level 17 that's yeah. not that's not far enough to say a game is good or bad right as of that point it's just any other game for me it's just like it's something that's just pure raw fun and Varen in and chat saying oh it's so good brian you're missing out no i'm not like here and it's gonna this the story's not gonna nothing change. nothing they added in 5.25 is urgent or time sensitive if you come back and enjoy everything from 5.25 two weeks before 5.35 you will have missed nothing right. everything is achievable quickly everything is achievable reasonably and everything is designed to be solo so you're not going to be missing out on group play or anything like that so i do like it but saying you're going to hold off on it like it's not it's not going to age poorly um, it's not like Eureka, where like if you don't play now, the groups aren't gonna be there. Yeah, I'm curious personally to see if it ends up hooking me, like in the sense that like every relic that they have released has always been like, oh, I know it's gonna come become glamour. Outside of the first one, I did the first one pretty heavily, and then it's like got to the point where it's like, okay, like I'll 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 finish it later, and then it's like with the other ones, I go, oh, it's just it's not gonna have this staying value because it's just gonna get reset in the .25 patch. So it's kind of like, I don't know if I really ever, and so it's always like, well, like it's a thousand to start your next relic. At some point, they'll lower that cost, I assume, because that's what they've always done. However, as Rich pointed out, this there are kind of changing up the playbook with this expansion, and thus they might, you know, they might change that up completely. So, and either way, I'm, I'm going to be doing it, namely because of the narrative-driven focus that, that Lisa kicks off with. Well that's what we were talking about before the show um, was kind of, you know, I, I see on your outline here that you, you, you got a whole bunch of MMOs listed. Yeah. But one of the things we were talking about in the show is that like one of the frustrating things in an expansion is that you get this gear that expires. And yeah. what you were saying that like you feel differently about losing gear that you got weeks before the expansion versus losing a piece like a relic or an artifact weapon that you've been investing hundreds of hours into right, right. Like, part of you. Uh, yeah, it just seems pointless. Like, why am I, why am I putting so much time into this one weapon when I could have just gone through a bunch of different items or whatever and been at the same location? So, will you just not this... get relics? Well, I, I haven't gotten any of the relics. I probably do this one. My wife likes collecting them, so we're gonna do this one together. But but could this got, also I've, be? I haven't gotten any relics. Couldn't this also be just like three adult males who have jobs and families, like? complain about like, like what are you what are we doing here why, why am i even doing this you know like when i first saw it in legion when they first announced that this was the artifact weapon and this is how it worked i had an issue with it because the weapons to me were one of the more defining aspects of my personal character because like i ran around uh wrath and everything with that 25 man axe that you get out of the next ramus for like the longest time and everybody's like where'd you get that axe from where'd you get that axe from but here you're just like well i have my artifact weapon <laughs> That's well, this it. is also the start you know like as all things come like this is just the starting point i think in in the past they've they've made the the starting point a little bit more grindy and that might have been a turnoff but this way it's like hey here's your artifact and then like honestly if they sit here and say if, if chris sitting here says is like hey five uh yeah i'm gonna be back at five three but it's like at five three five it's like hey and then by the way xp is fed into your artifact just from doing whatever like that would I that would floor me. For some reason, 
I'm a sucker for that for XP. Like any is when XP loses its value. Like that's when I start to just say like, well, let me know when it's re when it's valuable again because then I'll go I'll go grind mobs for days. Like I just I enjoy that kind of content because I think I have some form of like mental you know dysfunction where I see like XP numbers flying up and I get this like overall sense of, you know this it's kind of um almost like exercise like I get that euphoric sense because it feels I mean, I rewarding. It, it, Part of it's an aversion to putting work in and not getting anything or putting work in and, and it being tossed out. And so knowing mm. it's counting towards something, that's what interests me about the SkySteel tools is there's no playbook. Now they've proven to us they don't have to stick to a playbook regardless, but with SkySteel tools, there is no playbook. And so I would love to see these become something that has a permanent modifier. Okay. And so if you do the deliveries for Shadowbringers, you have a tool that will be upgradable to always be current forever and ever. Um, there'll always be a path to keep it current, but in trade for for having this, you know, Shatterwingers thing bolted onto it, you have a 10% less chance to lose materials on failed crafts, or you have a 2% boost to high qualities on gathers forever. And then you can bolt on the next expansion and the next expansion and the next expansion. Somebody can always go back and gather all the previous bolt-ons, and that just makes this into this tool that just you know, when you're gathering, you run a little faster. When you're gathering, you you find high qualities a little better. You discover new, you know, new things on nodes a little better. Um, it notifies you of something hidden nearby. Just little quality of life things that are are there, just to affect that profession, um, because that's the problem with the relic. And what Legion did, uh, bringing that up, is they had the mage tower, so you had these yeah. alternate appearances for your weapon and they were earned through things like doing pvp or the mage tower specifically which was this like single player scenario type thing where you go in and you fight this multi-phase boss by yourself that is designed to be hard <clears throat> but doable if you play your class the way your class is meant to be played mm -hmm. so like you know it if, if your class has a teleport, there's going to be something in there that requires you teleport. If your class has a stun, there's going to be abilities in there that must be stunned. Um, so it literally is designed so that you'll take full advantage of your tool set. And <clears throat> it was hard. And in trade for that, I got those appearances. And those appearances are unlocked in my transmog forever and ever. So those would go in your kind of glamour chest for all of time. And they're so unique as opposed to other weapons because they're really earned um that it's more than just a cool looking weapon like mine drastically changed the look of my character now maybe it's just i feel that way because i'm a druid and it literally changes the shape of my my shape shift and nothing else does that um it totally changes like my whole cat form turns into like a flaming cat like nothing else creates that level of difference and so it made that mage tower like this really special thing um, and that's something that relics and artifacts, I don't know, I, they've got to do something. Otherwise, like, if I'm not going to raid this expansion heavily, if I'm not going to go into Savage this expansion, why would I try for best in slot if if continually it's going to be tossed out every three months? What do you think, Rich? How long do relics last into the next expansion? <clears throat> so, like, a legendary and WoW will last probably to, like, mid-expansion? Uh, typically, you can uh, with uh, with Eden and Savage within that with that patch, like it will last you through the leveling experience, and then uh, it is going to be pretty pretty good. And then it gets obviously by now it's five two, 
it's you know it's definitely Fun. not best in slot and so it's it's glamour you know and that's that's that uh, aspect you you brought up legion both of y'all played legion shadow uh, lands is on its way chris you posted about how that the alpha's kicking off the, this week but they also announced lots of class changes and so i want to get y'all's perspective though when it comes to this because it seems like at least on paper shadowlands is saying you know what we're gonna op- we're gonna go the opposite of homogenization we're gonna bring back uniqueness into that build which obviously is gonna bring back people who complain about it like oh it's not fair that this class can do whatever you know however i think that's something that overall what, what people are starting to like at least get frustrated when it comes to mmorpgs is that like what makes this class unique and fun and interesting what makes it different than actually what what basically makes it fair in that regards chris uh, i'm gonna start with you um have you have you have you read the post about what's all changing uh, with the coming uh, classes what's your takeaway is this a good move by blizzard is this uh is this concerning um I think it's a little early to be all the way in one camp or all the way in the other. I think what they've done is they have said, here's an outline of everything we're going to change. And it is a multi-part series. Here's the outline. We're going to test it, starting with a closed alpha, expanding that up, and then eventually moving into an open beta and then launching the expansion. And so during that path, they've begun releasing information. And so we got the first round of information, which is here's some of the class changes subject to change. Here's some of the covenant abilities. The covenants are these four kind of uh, tribes that you ally with and you have to pick one and it's going to give you a unique ability for picking it and then it's going to give you a unique class ability Mm -hmm. so everybody that signs up for that covenant is going to have the same ability and then every druid or every rogue or every warrior is going to have that ability and so you've got those four and then you've got 12 unique abilities for all four and that's what's going to to drastically change that and that's going to alter for spec and things like that so it's it's supposed to give this unique experience and force you to choose um the these covenants are also going to have their own unique little like side skill tree you can pick kind of like i assume the class halls and the order halls that we've seen um, for each covenant and so all they've revealed to us is the initial abilities and some of the unpruning they're doing with the classes what the intent is and that intent has been clearly phrased multiple times at the beginning and end and in the middle of every post that it is subject to change. And so for people to drastically jump in and say, this is good or this is bad, this is simply information. And for people saying, well, they should give us all the information now, I think they forget in a matter of days somehow that it was really painful to go with no real information on Shadowlands for the last five months. It has been five months since BlizzCon, and we have heard next to nothing. And now we got a little information yesterday, a little information the day before. Maybe we'll get a little more information sometime later this week. That's kind of nice, and it's kind of nice to just read it and go, okay, they're working. That's all it tells me. It just tells me they're working. I'm not ready to say it's good. I'm not ready to say it's bad. It is interesting to see the same people in the community saying, we want choice to be mad that now they're saying, but I'm going to have to choose um we see that in the 14 community people say this is really flat i don't have any agency over the story it's i don't have any i'm i am this warrior of light my decisions are predetermined when i get a quest text and it says oh choose from these prompts they don't make any difference and then they go off and they add a beast tribe that has agency even though it all ends in the same place you get there through different forks and people are like well i don't like that which is it what do you think rich which is it (laughs) which is it (laughs) Um, I don't know, man. It's like, 
I like the being able to have decisions. Like I'm, I'm a person that's all about being able to make my own character. I didn't like when they changed the, the talent trees to just the four rows and you pick which one you wanted to get. But I ended up, you know, going with it anyway because I didn't have a choice and that was what you had to do. But I always like playing around with different choices and options and making my own character. I haven't really had a chance to look at the Shadowlands uh, patch notes or whatever they have for the classes. I'll just read it over real quick here. And um, it doesn't really sound like it's changing too much. So I don't, until people get, actually get their hands on it, you can't really say anything. Yeah, what I heard is like they're actually bringing back things. Like they're bringing back skills that have been missing. They're bringing back that mindset. And it's like, okay, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out because, you know, the it's kind of like sometimes I always feel like the loudest, like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like it's like the, the people who are complaining the loudest are going to get the most attention. And thus that's going to be the direction it goes. Same kind of be, be said about influencers. It's like, Hey, you played this game 10,000 you know hours in a, in a month versus somebody who's like, I played eight hours. What are you talking about? Like I've got so much to do, uh, et cetera. So there's always like a lot within gaming itself is, as uh, has been diverse. Are you looking personally forward to Shadowlands itself? Like, is that on your radar or the I am BFA on the sour? Edge. I am on the edge. I didn't even jump into BFA. I'm on the edge of, of Shadowlands right now. Like, I want to jump in. I want to bring my paladin back into life, check it out. And then I look at the game again. I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> right now it's tough. It's a tough call. And so I can, I think I might end up jumping into it, but like, it's until it comes out or if I'm able to get my hands on it or something, I don't know. Now you mentioned earlier, They'll probably you, you play 14 with your wife. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I got her into it uh, during the Shadowbringers, not Shadowbringers, uh, Stormblood. And, you know, we took a little break and came back in Shadowbringers. She's been pushing hard, got more classes at level 80 than I do. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, the question was then is like, is that something where when you evaluate a game like Shadowlands or another MMORPG that you're like, oh, is this something I can bring my wife in and we can I enjoy try, together? I try to get her into some other things, but she might try out Blue Protocol when it comes oh, okay. out, but... It's because of that anime that look, good. and we watch some some animes. But that blue protocol. I don't think she's going to jump in anything else. She kind of likes how the she likes glamour, and she likes how the, the no game really has a glamour system like Final Fantasy with how the clothes and stuff looks. So you can actually have like a character that looks like they're just wearing an outfit, and you can't really do that in other games. Yeah. So I don't think I'll be able to get her to something else that doesn't have that same system. That's one of the <laughs> number one uh, compliments I hear over and over again about 14 is just the visual quality and the aspects to how like the game looks and presents itself because it can be just an incredibly like beautiful like game especially with the character models more so with the Viera and the Ronso like that uh, when you go look at like the, the details you're like oh man they've they've definitely added a right, lot more right. polygons within this aspect to really kind of deliver uh, that that quality of life um yeah, she gets you see wow responding to it mm-hmm you see, while responding to it at BlizzCon, they went over all the changes they were making to the character models um, upcoming because, I mean, they're just getting their butts kicked. Uh, Yoshi P and his team are, are just leading the way right now. Yes, WoW is bigger, but it's bigger because it was bigger going in. It's right. not bigger because it's earned that this generation. Um, it's bigger because of it It earned that in previous generations. And, and 14 this time around is just crushing it. Uh, especially visually. So I got to go ahead, Rich. Go ahead, please. Oh, uh, so I feel like we got like a lot of anime that involved people getting lost at MMOs come out recently. And right now, Final Fantasy 14 is the closest thing you have to something similar to the MMOs and those anime. So a lot of people see, you know, the character designs and the outfits and stuff like that. And everybody jumps in. My wife even buys stuff from the mall station. 
So it's like <laughs> just for the outfits and be able to dye them and all that good stuff. So I think people see that and they put the two together. And when you look at Wow, it still has that that old style look. It's like it's, they upgraded the polygon kind of everything like that, but it still looks like Wow. You well, know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was intentional. The art. It's also the art direction. That was intentional. That for, they right, designed right. that. A wide that, range right, of right. systems. Right. That look actually came out of, um, I sat in a panel two BlizzCons ago, and uh, they they had a panel on like how that look, because it, it gets criticized for that a lot. People say it looks childish, it looks cartoonish, um, and it's not their thing, and they, they get criticized for it, or people say it's not their thing, and it, but it's very distinct. Right. Very it distinct. Is. You and that like, was why wild. they did it. At the, <laughs> people think of WoW as like one of the early MMOs, but it wasn't. There were plenty of MMOs before WoW. Blizzard really doesn't invent genres. They take existing... Hearthstone was not right. the first card game. Like they, they take <laughs> existing genres and they, they do them in their own way. Um, and what the reason we think of them as synonymous with those genres is because they do very well in them. When we think online card game, Hearthstone comes to mind immediately, but Magic had already tried it. They Yu-Gi-Oh had, had it. Yeah, it, it just, they just did it better, I guess. Mm-hmm. More successfully, at least. Um, and they said that, that that style was meant to distinguish them from the existing titans in the room. The EverQuests and things like that at the time, they were trying to look as different as possible. And um, that was where that came from. So I don't think that graphic style is going away. I think they I don't think do, there's any way they can change it. Higher, they'll keep upping the polygon count. If you go equip old transmog, it is apparent when you find <laughs> something that has a lower polygon count than than the new stuff, especially in cloaks. Um, I, don't, I don't think they can change it. I don't think it's possible for them without building a whole new game to change what the game looks like. So it's cool as it is. Maybe they make it look more like cutscenes or something but i don't know <laughs> so, so what do other games do to be distinctly unique like new world for example is one that that i think is doing something they're not trying to take someone else's piece of the pie they at least from the little bit we know it seems like they're trying to go out and make a new pie um what do you guys think like do you guys think they'll have success Success is going to be interesting for them because Amazon as a platform just announced Project Tempo. It's their cloud streaming service that they're hoping to launch within the next year. Obviously can compete against xCloud and Stadia, but as opposed to Stadia, what they're doing is that they're releasing their games first. So it's like, hey, we're going to release our first party games. We're not just going to be a part of our ecosystem. We're going to be a part of others where Stadia is like 100% three, you know, a third party. Well, again, if a game can run on another thing, it's like it's kind of you're kind of limiting yourself in some degree. So what Amazon can yeah. do is like if they can build out because they don't have like the a Mario, they don't have a Master Chief, they don't have like you right. know like just a, a, a like a Drake, you know Nathan Drake in this case. Right. So it's like, well, how yeah. do you sit here and track? Well, let's just go ahead and say let's let you play the game. Let's let you and then we might have an enhanced edition that's going to run within our ecosystem, right? So it's like, oh, right, play right. it here, or if you really want the premiere experience, be, you know, this is where you want to be. Unless, um, you know, same thing for Twitch. Like, they have Twitch. Like, there's so many integrations coming on. I'd say all of that because the question is, is that who is Amazon? Like, are they willing to continue to invest in New World as a franchise? They've already also announced within the, like, it's, you know, they built this whole, you know, program, you know, this whole, you know, uh, game development system and they're going to be doing Lord of the Rings online. 
as an MMO. That's that's coming probably, I don't know, five, six years from now or something like that. Uh, this is going to be a good proving ground, good lessons, and then they can take those lessons and apply it to an IP that is beloved, that is known. So they're launching an MMO with a brand new IP. Uh, and the question is, is that are they going to support it? And are they going to listen and have engagement with the community? If they shut the community out and say, no, we're going to build it this way and nobody plays it, at some point, do they pull the plug or do they continue to invest in it? That's going to be a real uh, a real case study that gamers should be paying attention to. If New World, Because New World is probably going to have problems. They're probably going to have an update that maybe doesn't go the way that the gamers were hoping. Uh, they could have lots of updates or, or problems or, or features that aren't there when the game launches. But... For anybody who looks at those kind of games when they launch and say, it doesn't have everything, I'm never going to play it again, I don't think you enjoy persistent games. I think you're looking for a single-player game that launches that has everything, you know, for your 60 bucks, and, and then you go. But that's not to excuse that the, the MVP model. I just say that it, MVP models work for a reason, and if they can launch and have enough stuff to keep you interested and enough stuff that uh, and an update schedule that keeps you coming back and checking in on the game... Uh, you know, that's going to be what is going to set New World apart from uh, other games. I think the sandbox theme park blending model is what personally excites me, uh, namely because we're going to be fighting for territory. It's going to be a big aspect of the game and the player driven economy, meaning in content, like if we're waiting for new content, we're kind of making our own content in the terms of we're warring against other players, uh, both in PVE and PVP. That's that you know so i don't know rich you've i don't know what you can share but <laughs> you've yeah, you've actually played either. the game um <laughs> uh, you know like what how do you like do you think is new worlds it, uh, is gonna have uh it's gonna struggle or do you think it has a good chance you know it's kind of hard to tell because they've made a lot of changes since i've played it and i haven't been able to play it since then i'm still waiting for this beta to kick off and everything and they haven't yeah. heard any news but from what i played i thought the combat system from what i played was really good like yeah. when how in like the crafting system, you had to craft your campfires and you had to cut down trees and plant bushes and it was cool seeing the trees fall in the forest and all that good stuff to make your weapons and stuff. But I think like if they can have all the players on screen, like they talk about they can have and they can push people to have a goal. I think even with the sandbox game, you need to have some kind of goal for people to feel engaged in the system. And if they can do that, give somebody a goal to work towards then I think it'll be okay. But right now, it's it's really hard to say. They've been kind of silent, and they haven't pushed back any dates or anything like that. So it's really hard to yeah. tell where it's coming it's from. Been, it's it's like mean, this week's been long because I was like, I think they'll, they'll have to tell us something soon. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. The the question with MVP, right? Minimum viable pro viable product is is how do you a get enough players in to systems work? So when you design something to be a, a largely solo experience like Final Fantasy fourteen, if everybody <laughs> logs out but me and the trust system works for all content, I don't need you. And so it doesn't take very many players to justify keeping the servers alive as long as the subscriptions are bringing in more money than it costs to keep those servers live. But when you have systems that are social in nature, um, something like an EVE Online, which is what New World seems to be going for, where like the social fabric of the players is just as much a part of of the meta and where the game is going, where major corporations in EVE have to notify the devs when they're going to do something like do a, a record-sized attack because the devs will go expend resources to put like more 
more servers, more server capabilities in the area where the attack is going to be. So the devs are aware of the attack before it happens. And like, so how New World scales and how, how it gets to a threshold where that sort of thing is going on is hard. And I don't know how you plant that seed. It either requires a lot of people, which is how Eve does it, or it requires a really strong creativity seed, which is how something like Minecraft does it. Yeah. Minecraft doesn't have a clear end goal. You can say slay the Ender Dragon, but that that would be a that game would have died a long time ago if people viewed that as the true end goal. Right. That is easy enough to do. Minecraft is a whole industry now because it is just a creativity engine. Um, they got Minecraft Dungeons about to drop, and I am actually personally, since they announced it, I was like, that looks great. And if that ends up integrating into like Minecraft design your own like levels and stuff, like that, like honestly, I, I think you might you lose me You and I haven't done a mod pack series together. Like a, like a <laughs> I'm game. I've only touched Minecraft a little bit in VR, and that's about it. I was like, all right, I'll try a this mod, out. They like, have, this they have narrative based series, they have building based series, they have Skyblock series. There are all sorts of fun things that have goals and have leveling systems built into them that are all done by add-ons on uh on a note though we have massive news breaking uh chili just dropped it in chat and i do feel like this is something we need to talk about stadia pro is now free and what? you can sign up cool. today you get nine games and what's going to be interesting is that you know when they talk about like everybody's like oh too many people playing games that's hurting the bandwidth no, playing games isn't the bandwidth. Streaming video and even and streaming games like uh, like is this are they tr is Google trying to bring down our we're we gonna really test out our network infrastructure here in this country, hands down. So guys, uh, if you haven't if you're watching this, listen to this. Cool. Uh, go check out uh, Stadia and sign up and try it for yourself. That's what I've been kind of waiting on. It's like still, they've had the money. They were just waiting. Yeah. Well, it was. Is also about training the AI to kind of like learn and adjust with people's networks. Like it's like okay, let's let's ease into cool. this. And there were some features that was definitely that were still waiting. So yay, Stadia going free. Good. I can't wait to <laughs> see all the start? YouTube videos. Like see the right Stadia now? think it, it's now. Like you can go sign up today. Go. Um, um, Rich just realized he has to leave. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go. I need to go. I know that we technically have. Nah, sixteen minutes left, but uh, I'm out. <laughs> okay, so no, we I'm talk looking, and I still see we have to buy like the Chromecast and the controller and stuff. So no, I'm trying no, to figure you can out play where right through your like through your computer. Like if you want to stream it to your TV. Now, yeah. if you're playing on your Xbox, um, I don't have my other one handy. What you are looking for, if this is just becoming a PSA, is Bluetooth capability, and for it to be Bluetooth open, um, when you hold up an Xbox controller, you will see there is no seam here. The ones that came with my Xbox One, there's a seam there. And if it has the seam, that means it cannot connect to your computer. If it does not have the seam um, loosely, that was when the generation changed. And that is why my Scorpio one hits here sits next to my computer because it's for my Stadia. Uh, Elite controllers can do it. Um, but my actual original Xbox One controller cannot be Bluetooth to my computer. Uh, so I would not be able to use it for Stadia. I, I'm a, the, I'm the, the series, yeah, that's the same. The series yeah. two right here, it's got the built-in battery, and it, it literally does the wireless charge. It just set it. I have a little thing right there and set it, and it's just it's freaking incredible. Um, and so anyway, and then obviously speaking we saw of, the uh, speaking of PS, uh, controllers, PS5, PS5, yeah. Uh, did you see that, Rich? The PS5 controller looks yeah, cool. I saw the PS5 controller. I think it looks pretty good. I think yeah. it looks awesome. Yeah, I think it looks like this. <laughs> I won't know if I, I won't know if I like it till I touch it, right? Right. Like they're so ergonomic that appearance isn't the thing because like I'm holding a controller right now, I'm not looking at it. Like right. when I'm, it just needs to, I just want to feel it. 
Nobody uh, really knows what size it is either because they didn't show it up against anything. They just kind of showed it by itself. So it's kind of hard to. And even <laughs> if they show it in someone's hands, like hands are unique. Right, different size and so, hands. Yeah. Like, there <laughs> hands are down. Um, my, my wife loves holding the switch. My hand cramps after like two hours if I'm holding yeah. it in handheld. It's it's way more comfortable than the 3DS the Switch is. So like there's a weird thing cuz so um with the uh, PS3 to PS4 they said your PS3 controllers would work with PS4. I thought that was a genius idea. I'm hoping that PS4 works on PS5 because hands down like the the Joy-Cons for my kids then the the PS4 controller and the Xbox controller is just too much for my for my kids right now. That's just not the controller for them. They need to get a little bit older and you know and grow a little taller for that to work. And so my hope for the general future within gaming, just like with Stadia, works with PS controllers, Xbox, it just works. Like just use whatever controller you want. We don't care. Um, I'm hoping that we'll see that actually as we go into the next generation. It's just like whatever's comfortable with you. You know, like if you like a, if you have a preference, then use that as a preference. That's going to be ultimately what it is. Um, we teased a little bit because I know we've got like about 15 minutes left for the podcast and we kind of had that the diversion with Stadia going free, which I'll have to go after this, go do a post for work to game, which will get lots of thumbs down because people like, you know, boost. Stadia. He's dead. It's, it's like, okay. <laughs> I hate free games. Oh, free games. Oh, people having be... fun different than me. Oh, my of course God. they had to make it free. Nobody's buying it. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. That's what they'll say. Like, oh, and it's like they announced that. It was always gonna... part of the plan. Yeah. They said in February it was going to move to the stage. Like, it... Well, and it's in the February, same, they it's like, the same oh, thing with X-Files. down. They're giving and away a free the version. Right. Go back to the original announcement. It said in February it will be free. And it is <sighs> April, so they were late. <laughs> That's the thing. They were delayed. <laughs> well, in long. February they moved to some of it, yeah. And yeah. The, um, a lot of things right. well after sure. after yeah after your free after your pay trial like because people are like oh yeah and it's like no like you, you have it forever like if you want to unsub you still have your games you still can stream them uh and you go from there what they need to do is get that like cross save and, and more cross play because like especially with multiplayer games you're like you're isolated and it's not fun um but that's really cool that we're uh, they're doing that they rolled out something more on that but i, I want to get back to mmos really quick because we talked a little bit about new world that's amazon's one that's like one of the things that we're that, that, that we're going to drive in. I think what Rich said is that the combat feels good. Like, I think it's going to be all in how the combat feels. Combat is the thing, especially within these games, you do over and over and over again. The combat is the first thing they have you tried in that first alpha. The first thing you do is combat. So good. I thought it was good. And, and the fact that that really actually excites me that you thought it was good because it's like, it looks good. Like, the combat looks good. And I go, it doesn't matter how it looks. It matters how it feels. Like, does it feel? And then it'll be interesting to see if there's a skill gap as an action RPG, where if you look at PSO, like there's a, there's a massive skill gap when it comes to it. If you're just auto attacking, you're just, yeah, you're going to do damage and you'll be fine at the base level difficulties. If you want to push it, you need to really get the movement and you need to get the timing down with the perfect attacks. It's like, that's really where the gap is going to come in. Final Fantasy fourteen has it. Hopefully they show me what I'm doing. Show me how to get better. You know what I love about Halo is I know exactly how many assists I did. I know my damage. I know my accuracy. I wish they added a column for friendly fire. I, 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 you know, especially for grenade damage, they don't track grenade damage in primary damage, which is a good way of dissuading people from overusing grenades. But, but better yet, show me when I'm finishing off an ally by putting a grenade around a corner. Mm -hmm. Like, show me that in in games like this. Show me how I'm doing in percentile against everybody else. Show me how I'm doing against myself. Show me how I'm doing against the sim. Um, if if you want people to behave a certain way, give them the tools to know when they're not and what they would benefit from yeah. learning to. Hands down agree. What do you think, Rich? Like, is there, uh, do, you, do you like stats? Do you like it when games 
break things down to, like into very nuanced detail? Uh, I like stats, just not in in games, uh, MMO games, particularly like if I know what the stats do instead of just having stats tell me what the stats are for instead of just being like here, dexterity, vitality, figure that out. Let me know how they affect whatever class I'm trying to build or what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. What about performance-based stats? Things like damage done, DPS, uh, healing done, d- damage taken. Like, would you like to see that within like the end of a dungeon? Like when you leave it, would you love to see some- It's at the end of PvP. In yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's important. <laughs> like, I like it in PvP because I like at the end where I can be like, oh, I did so much healing or whatever, especially when you're achievement hunting. So, you know, how much- But then at the end of Savage, you, do. you don't get that but, same thing, even though you yeah, put in the same effort. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I don't put in as much efforts in Dungeons and Raids, so I don't want to see that. <laughs> well, I wonder if that would be interesting. The game is like... more centered on those, but you don't put in interest when it's, when it's not showing you. Huh. Yeah. Oh, it causes toxicity. Yeah, like when I, I don't think it, it does. I think there are toxic I think it people. Causes toxicity. In Warcraft, you know, everybody has the DPS meter up. So it was fun playing against my friends when I could talk trash and be like, yo. I'm out DPSing you, but when I was out DPSing looking for myself with people I didn't know, it sucked to see somebody say, oh, he's out DPSing this other guy. So I just wanted to like do my own thing yeah. and be the best I, I, I could I, be. I think, right, the, so. I, think I stick with- Among a guild, among a, uh, a party, yeah. I'm a, or like I'm, I'm a pre-made, um, otherwise it's at the end. Right. Don't don't let strangers rate strangers. Yeah, not like, at all. Um, and even at like, the end, like you just get out and it stuff. just shows you yours. As and I would love it rule. if it compared it to <laughs> you and your previous runs. Like or from a like data anything. scientist analysis perspective, did I do better or worse this run? And if it's just me, like yeah. doing solo, it's like I've left, and it's like, hey, by the way, you did twenty percent more damage then give like the average of the right, last right. 10 times you've run this like or, oh and then essentially oh like, that new cloak is crushing it well and yeah. not just that new cloak but it's like then there's also then the next thing i would ask for because obviously i'm an and then kind of guy and then like <laughs> could i see some kind of seasonal stuff like could i try to Don't beat my own high score oh dude like uh, I, I just i really crave that that's where it's like within like halo within even with destiny like i'm tracking my my destiny seasonal kills right now and i've set personal goals i'm like I want to get this many kills in the season. Right now I'm on track to really blow past, blow through it. And I'm loving it. I'm like loving seeing that. I want to see more. I want to see my weekly. I want to see my seasonal. I want to see my overall. I want to see stats. Stats, you know, like shots, like the song. Shots, 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 you know, stats, stats. <laughs> That's why stats, I love stats, gold stats, making stats, and wow. Stats, stats. <laughs> is, is, there's an add-on that gives me graphs and I can track what drove the graphs. I can see what my highest average sold. When I click, when I have an item, I, the add-on tells me the average price I've sold that item for the highest i've sold it for the lowest i've sold it for the most recent i've sold it for what i've acquired it for where it's from like and that, that's all add-ons and yeah see i don't mind personal personal add-on personal stats where i can look at oh. it myself it's great but if it wasn't at the end of a dungeon something like anthem where even if you only you saw the stats pop up on the screen and it was like hey you did so much damage you're first in damage or whatever yeah first yeah. in healing you know doesn't have to be in solo games unless unless there's going to be a replayability. Speaking of solo games, All right. we've got five minutes left, and then we're, we're going to... So let's talk about this and then do an outro. Final Fantasy VII this week. Huge week for gaming. Final Fantasy VII, one of the most anticipated titles this year. The only and, thing that uh, could... Like, the only thing that has made me question thing. social distancing. It's actually I'm, coming out. <laughs> it's like, I don't own it. I don't have a PS4. And I'm like... What is it really that real? Okay, I'm not gonna go out. <laughs> My GameStop has opened up the pickup from the door, so I'm glad because I'm not getting Resident Evil 3 until today. 
So I would have had to wait like probably another five days before I could play Final Fantasy VII, but they have it open now, so I can go get it tomorrow or on the 10th when it comes out. So I'm nice. So Chris, obviously you're going to be playing it, covering it for the channel itself. Um, it looks so impressive. And we talked about it in depth in our own video, and I know there are people who don't like it. So Chris and I have talked about it. I want to get Rich's thoughts about what you're looking forward to. Do the, did the naysayers concern you? Does it? Uh, what, what's your perspective uh, for, for yeah, Seven? I, I played the demo, so I don't, I've stayed away from all the early reviews and uh, ideas so and hard. opinions about it. So I even didn't, I didn't even watch that last trailer because everybody was saying no spoilers in it. I think it's pretty cool what they did with the animation and stuff like that. It's kind of it's kind of how I thought it would look because when they did Advent Children, those characters still look the same. So I was like, if they made, they'll just do a Smash Brothers and transport those character models into a game. But I think it's cool how they show the material on there. I think how the world is built and everything is unique and how they've added so much more stuff into the story. It's going to be great. What do you think about, obviously, them breaking it up into, into different chapters? Most likely, it feels like it's going to be a trilogy where you have, you know, obviously the Midgar... Um, how, how does that make you feel? Because that's the only thing that makes me wonder and say, well, how long until the whole thing is done? It's kind of hard to say until we know how long, until we actually get our hands, see how much time we put into the game and see if it's worth that. Because like Horizon Zero Dawn could be technically say you broke it into multiple chapters because it does have a continuation at the end, but we didn't know it was multiple chapters, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, that was a lengthy game. And then we're just waiting for this, the sequel to come out for that but we know final fantasy 7 was one long game but we don't know how this ends or how much time we're going to put into it or how much more story there is to it so we don't know if this is actually like a standalone game and then it'll just be like final fantasy 7 or final fantasy 10 too how just like a second part of it or kingdom hearts x dot two dot five or whatever you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. like oh yeah oh my goodness <laughs> The, you don't uh, know how it, how it's going to be <laughs> just laid out. Four my fingers laid out. <laughs> the um, and it's kind of tough. It's tough. Like it's we want it to be one game, but then we want them to do it right. But like, will we get? Will we be happy with six discs? Will we be like that's too many discs? Or do we want to excited. break it down? <laughs> oh, I'm buying it digitally. <laughs> or uh, six hundred gigs of data. Like, which, what would you want? Three hundred gigs of data. Like, how would you do it? <laughs> <laughs> I think let them stand alone as their own thing. And then I hope the story expands and kind of puts some context on it. Um, I, I think that the people who are playing it for nostalgia have aged. And as we've aged, we're willing to look at things with a little more context as, as a kid, you know, I was taught bad people are bad. Good people are good. And, and, you know, all, all bad things are bad and all good things are good. And then the world is just that black and white. And, and that's what I was taught from a very young age. And then as you age, you start to learn that like, okay, here's, here's why people do things that can be misconstrued as bad. Here's why it might be good from their angle. And the world gets a lot grayer and it, and it gets, it, it starts to be a lot harder to, to say, okay, there's people living differently than me, but they're not hurting me. And so that's fine. You know, people like foods I don't like, that's fine it's fine and so like as the world gets grayer one of the things that like i still kind of hold on to is like hurting other people is bad and so when we look at final fantasy 7 going back as a kid it's like mercenaries are awesome but then as an adult you start to realize like collateral damage and things like that that are just dismissed in action movies and games has a real effect and collateral damage is not okay like when you're watching a story play out in a tv show collateral damage is just that it's this side thing and your protagonist moves on 
So you got to think about this person that was considered collateral that wasn't involved in your story that now had their life ruined. And so when we have like eco terrorists coming in and being like, oh, there's a big bad thing, whether or not that's bad. And then there's just going to be collateral damage. Okay, well, what's yeah. the cost of that? And so by expanding this, I hope we have a chance to kind of explore what I want from the game. I haven't watched any reviews, so and I'm not going to read any comments to this because I don't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to read the comments to this video. Uh, so um, because people are going to tell me, and I don't want to know. But like, m- what I hope for the game is that we have a chance to explore some of the collateral side story to better shape this world that this world is not just a single playthrough that this world is an expansive experience and that there were multiple perspectives of these events i'm hoping that whatever we finish off with they allow us to carry that save data on to the next part yeah and that's kind <laughs> oh, of that'd like, be awesome well because it's like okay yeah and then there's a, but i do know there's a new game plus about this so that you can go back and play through the game fully like powered up that you can get within this huh. version and it's like can you just keep doing that and all of a sudden you step into chapter two max level max matera you know just nine, like nine, nine, brr, 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 you know it's like well you know i i wouldn't have a problem with that because obviously it's a single player game it doesn't impact or hurt my game my experience but the thing i'm most excited about and interested in especially because they can expand more on the characters because they're going to spend more time what was sure. once like seven hours or five to seven hours in midgar now is a you know is a full game uh, you know, in gameplay worth of, of that. And so I'm sitting here looking at it and saying, huh, as an adult versus as a kid, like I last played seven, as, you know, when I was, God, it was forever ago. Um, but now it's like as an adult with a family, am I going to look at this differently? Is it going to, is it going to impact me differently? Am I going to view these characters that I, I've cherished differently? And it's going to be interesting to see because I do have a lot of love for seven. I have, it really was a, like an important game in my gaming history but the same then i would i would love to see them do that for other other other, other games themselves six also more specifically because i felt six also had that had a lot of nuance to it into the characters but all in all the dilemma that i'm under is well i can't play it and the i've always kind of said because it was this close to ps5 i'll just wait and play it on playstation 5 and that's still my plan but now i'm just like good lord i'm just like, there is a sense like oh, i'm missing this i'm going to miss this and i'm going to have to live vicariously remotely through chris's playthrough of this game or should i just completely like go you know hear no evil see no hard, evil see no remake and so thankfully there's <laughs> other games time. that are on my horizon like uh trials of mana remake comes out here in two weeks and i'm really looking forward to that um you know so there's just like there's plenty of things that I know that I'm going to be able to sink my teeth into. Hopefully new world, like hopefully like on the 10th or like beta for new worlds today. And I'm like, all right, it's like, yeah, distract me from the fact that I can't play some. <laughs> um, so you're picking that up on the 10th. And so is Chris. So that'd be great. I'd love to get, I don't know all the chance to do the new game plus, but I'll play it through once. Um, depends on how long it takes. I don't know how long this game's going to be. And I don't know what new game plus means. So like in ratchet and right. clank, you could go back in, in next chapters and next games and you could buy weapons from previous version, previous saves if you'd had them. And so like, I don't know if there's going to be ways to carry it over or if it's going to matter. Um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm going to play it on the 10th. All right. <laughs> uh, rich, uh, what you got working on? Where can people find you? Uh, if you Google my name, DeathMonkeyXL, it's everywhere. It's probably the first whole first page. So you can find me everywhere pretty much. Um, I'm right now been playing Lost Odyssey, uh, streaming that on Twitch. So if you're interested in Final Fantasy games or you like 
Such uh, a good creator, game. The guy who created Final Fantasy created Lost Odyssey. So such a good game. It got better. It got better on later Xboxes because the loading times improved. Like I got. Yeah, I didn't know that in the Xbox One when you just need the first disc and it just loads the whole game on there and you don't have mm-hmm. to change disc out. So that's pretty. It's cool. nice. I have it. I have it digitally. They finally got that as a part of backwards combat, and the loading times are significant. Like that's one of the biggest issues that people had with it when it first came out was like you load into battle Destiny. and it was just like all right, all right. I but love it, Destiny. Oh yeah. <laughs> what I don't like is that. For every minute of destiny, you have to give up thirty seconds of staring at your TV. It's only thirty it's more seconds. More than that, dude. It's like <laughs> On three Xbox, minutes. It's really... It feels like for, it feels like a ten-minute level has a five-minute load. Yeah, it's... you should have seen um, <laughs> la- this last hours game. I had like a five-minute loading screen one time. That's really bad. Just like, good lord. I'm. That's why I'm like the next generation really has me excited. The fact that Stadia is free off. for people today, I think it's going to be interesting. And my final thought on it is that. I think it'll be interesting for people who like obviously internet speed and and data caps. Like as long as those two things aren't your limiting factor, like the number one thing that people are like, well, they just go out and bash cloud gaming. They're like, it doesn't work. And I'm like, I've been playing 99% of all my games in the cloud competitively, like in Destiny, pulling down 30, 40 kills, like uh, you know having some really solid games on the PC edition doing the cloud. Like it like it works. Like I'm I'm not getting just massacred in these in these PvP games. Uh you know, so it's like, yeah, it works. It's proved. I've been doing 14 in, in the cloud. Uh but obviously I've got the internet to handle it. I've got that kind of network and that works for me. So that's just in my mind and like it's just a matter of time and hopefully investment that that gets fixed. What will be really curious to see is everybody who's been calling, you know, who's like, you're an idiot, cloud gaming will never work. Now they have no barrier. Like, just go try it. Like, oh, you have a gig internet or you have uh, 100 megs internet, you have 50 megs internet, like, cool. Just go try it. And if it doesn't work, nobody cares. Like, it's like, great. Like, it's supposed to be additive. It's supposed to like, allow you to do more things if you have that ability. But I'm just kind of curious to see if people come back and all of a sudden say, oh, wow you know like i i thought there was going to be lag there wasn't lag you know it's like that's what i'm going to be curious to see is now it's like what do you have to lose it costs you nothing and there's free games just waiting for you um go nuts <laughs> all right uh chris what are you working on what uh, where can people find us uh i am trying to get through enough of 5.25 that i feel okay if i don't touch it again for a while because i am also trying to keep track of the wow shadowlands news and uh and keep my wow retail gold making on pace to get my brutosaur before shadowlands drops and all of that while preparing to play a ton of final fantasy 7 so i am still thankfully full-time employed right now um that that is continued i'm a contract employee and that continues through the end of the month so i'm going to keep doing that and so i imagine final fantasy 7 is going to take a huge portion of my remaining time and i am excited that it's releasing late in the week so that it's not some like try it a little on monday and then really yeah. no i'm not gonna be able to touch it till saturday it's always yeah. the worst i uh, love it when it's like friday got no plans uh, that's an odd release date no many games usually release like on wednesdays or tuesdays so yeah I dig exactly. it. so all right guys with that uh this is the episode uh, 64 the super ultra episode Go next guest confirmed. no we don't actually 64. have a next guest lined up i've I scheduled I, yeah he was the next guest <laughs> I schedule everybody it's like scheduling's been hard lately. Well, hey, it's weird because it's like you have more time. I've I've done more. I've been in more meetings, more conversations, more planning. I've gotten paid not like all of this is like just like yeah, it's, it's just, I got like, I'm busier than I've ever been, and I'm making no money for being as busy as I've been, which is okay because like we we're savers and it's like all right. 
Um, but beyond that, though, it's like, yeah, I, ha- I scheduled everybody. I have not uh, actually scheduled next week. So we might have a guest. It could be just Chris and I just uh, shooting the shooting. The, no, I almost cursed. <laughs> and uh, and just kind of talking about video games. Podcast. We could be t- talking about seven. I don't know. Honestly, it's kind of there's kind of a, a nice relaxingness of the fact that I don't have a guest for next week. So it's just gonna be like, oh, and then if I bring somebody on, it's gonna be it's gonna be last minute. It's gonna be like, hey, what about the podcast? You want to come talk to me? <laughs> um, you know, in that regards. But uh, Death Monkey, we appreciate you coming on, dude. Uh, we're gonna have we got to get Thanks you back. Uh, I'm really curious to, to talk more about. We didn't even talk about Blue Protocol. We didn't talk about Ashes of Creation. Um, there's so many other things that are coming up uh, on the horizon. So we'll definitely be in uh, contact, guys. Be sure to follow Death Monkey XL. I'll include his links in the description of this video. Uh, and as, the more people that we can, like, uh, I'm re- I li- really like when you can get to that thousand. Same thing applies to to the the podcast channel. You can start adding and tagging people, so it becomes real easy to kind of link and point. But I have to remember to go get all those links and get that done. Thanks for chat for hanging out for work to game. My name is Brian. My name's Chris, and I'm Death Monkey XL. Yeah. <laughs> or rich, uh, <laughs> or rich, or whatever you want to. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time, and take care.